Welcome to our next adventure with Chemology 411, a podcast about anything and everything. Kim and her guests will take you behind the scenes, behind the story, or behind the bar. So sit back. Make sure your seatbelt is fastened, tray table in its upright position, all carry-ons stored under the seats. But for this adventure, electronic devices must remain on. As we are ready to take off on our next adventure, introducing Kim Schultz and Chemology 411. Welcome to episode nine. This episode, we're going to talk about our book collections. I'm Kim Schultz, and I'm your adventure coordinator for this show. Let's say hi to my co-host, Tyson Harley. Hello. That's an implied hello and hi, the way you said it, so I appreciate that. So, it's uh, been a week, and why Um, did I write that? I've got my show notes, and it's like, what does that even mean? Oh, can I bring up something real quick? You sure can. Did you, you recently shared with me, this is just a brief aside before we get into our main topic, something about... Okay, first of all, that Impossible Burger, which supposedly Uh-oh. you said last time was the reason they've had one of their better quarters, and I'm like, uh, Burger King's Impossible Burger. I did not say that. Oh, I thought I uh-huh. read that, or you just said, I, or someone else said it to me. Anyway, <laughs> um, that you had pointed out that there was an article, it's probably the details in the article, mm-hmm. where someone was suing Burger King yes. because the Impossible Burger was not cooked in an entirely separate area. Right. And therefore, while trying to be vegan, I'm like, McFly, he he said this is not fair because I could have actually got meat when I didn't mean to get meat. Well, it's like, well, dude, you're you're having an Impossible Burger at a place that also serves meat, dummy. Right, So yeah. anyway, I thought that was very interesting. And that I said someone's that Someone's suing you. about the Impossible Burger. Because they don't have their own grill for it. So they don't, they're not using a totally So maybe we just don't do it. it. Why and are we going to cater to you? Yeah, like, don't, don't cater to you. Don't, you see, that's what they... That's to a, go to Burger King. I mean, gets, what, are they, what are they suing for? $2.75? <laughs> right, right. And, well, and my thing is this. My thing is this. Once again... That's food. You, you, you want to do something that's out, you know, in your own stuff. You want to be a vegetarian or vegan. And that's perfectly fine or you want to do keto or you want to do low fat or you whatever but please stop telling the restaurants that they have to go to what you want and then when they do do what you want now you want to sue them because they're not going to spend millions of dollars to go sell 12 impossible burgers because these impossible burgers are probably going to be pretty limited like i can't imagine them being something that they continually have and sell tons of them i think they're going to there they are. I th- there's a big push. You'll see these pushes in other places in the news about the you know how, wh- how we've got to get off of this meat cycle because of the whole bad for the planet uh, narrative. So they're going to be trying to push these things that are oh well no it's it's, yep. it's an alternative to meat. But how it's how gonna, that's this is the beginning. I shouldn't say the beginning, but one of the initial mileposts along this. Well, you push your you push your agenda, and then you expect someone to pay millions of dollars to add a new grill. To their right. to their restaurant to restructure the do whole it, entire do it yourself, kitchen. Yourself, then, as I said, it's that's like what... go eat it, go eat at home. So when someone says, "Well, I do this diet and I can't go eat because I'm going to do this," okay, go eat at home. Because I literally, when I go to a restaurant, if you were to say, "Hey, let's go out to eat," I'm going to find something to go eat. I do not like seafood. If you took me to a seafood restaurant, I can find something on that menu to eat. I'm not going to sit there and go, 
Um, do you cook seafood around my salad? Because, <laughs> I mean, seafood could get on my salad, and I could almost eat seafood. Now, if I was allergic to shellfish, sure. are you going to go to a seafood restaurant? Probably not the best idea. Probably not. You or, really know what the manager is going to give you the right answer or the person up front or you're, they don't. Right. Know. So, yeah. So you have your restrictions and stuff like that. We're going to sue because that's all we do. I mean, they're really trying to help out. And I didn't know that the fat is meat. I mean, they're not, they're not going to get a piece of meat. That's just that's just ridiculous to me. I'm, I'm sorry. If you're out there being a vegetarian and all this stuff, good for you. But not you mean for the me. The fat in the Impossible Burger. Or no, what? the fat on the hamburger might lean over and touch the Impossible oh, okay. right, Burger. Right, right, right. But the meat is not going to. It's a patty, so it's right. not like they're gonna go. Gotcha. Oh, this chunk fell off. I don't know which one it is. It looks so much like the Impossible Burger. They're gonna throw a chunk on. They're not gonna serve a burger that. Yeah, broke why don't you up. just go to a vegan place and then you don't have to worry right. about it? Right. Exactly. Anyway, I thought that was funny. Also, later, we I might want to do an excursion on nativity, because I got some funny observations on that. Nativity? Nativity. You know, like a nativity scene? Oh, oh, gotcha. oh, yeah. But let's get to our main stuff for now. All right. So, really, today, uh, we wanted to just to stick, go right into it and talk about... Uh, <laughs> In one of our episodes, Tyson was talking about what he wanted for Christmas. And he, he continually asks for books. And we all found out Kim doesn't really read. I listened to my books. And he, he was going to restart the whole world when everything is destroyed. The Kindles don't work anymore. Everyone's going to go to Tyson's house. And we're going we're gonna to restart the world. We'll have a head start. Let's put it that way. <laughs> And I keep old, I keep old, like, physics books around. Oh, my gosh. Like, I went through a lot of schooling between, you know, just regular uh, secondary and elementary plus advanced naval schooling and then not deciding what my major was going to be after that, not because I kept being stubborn and thinking they'd be giving me more credits for all the stuff that I did in in the military. So my undergrad, I finished with... What's regular undergrad? 120-ish? Uh-huh. I finished like with, with like 150, you know, and then I also have a doctorate. So I've been through a lot of schooling and I've kept a lot of my books from there. You I, know? I like just donate it. I think I don't. I need to get rid of some of my basic uh, ones, but I'm like, well, why would I get rid of a calculus one? I might as well just keep it. It's just a little bit of space. Just for some light reading. Yeah. I'm not saying I open it ever, but it's just hard for me to get rid right. of it. Well, so yeah. yeah, it would be a good start if they happen to come up in the rubble. <laughs> they happen to dig the right way. And it'd be like, it'd be what like, are these things? What this, are these books? This pile, this carcass used to be a fuzzy cat. <laughs> Is this possibly Tyson Harley's home? We found the books. Or it's like we found on the, the books. There's a, there's a television show called The 100, and they go back <laughs> down to Earth after 100 years of being up on, on this ship because of the nuclear war. And then they're down there, and they're like digging through stuff. They're going to dig through, and they're going to find these books, and they're going to be like, what? What all this stuff happened? This is calculus. What like is said, calculus? Like you said, post... Uh, Forgot what you said. Kindle. Yeah. Post Kindle. Not gonna happen. So anyway, we'll start out like you have you have tons of different stuff, but it was kind of funny the other day uh, when I was going through my house and I was cleaning things. I found these stray books 
all over my house in just different areas because I don't have a bookshelf. I've got my DVDs for my movies, but I don't have a bookshelf. And so for not the purpose of anyone reading them, but for the purpose of making people laugh, I found I took my, my huge library of books and I put them up on top of my... Um, uh, file cabinet. It must have been a lot of work. It was a lot of work. A huge library. <laughs> that Tell fits us on, more. That fits on top of it. So anyway, I just threw them up there. But then Tyson, we were talking about it at one of the shows, and I, I showed him my books, and he looked at them, and he started laughing. And so he put them in order for me. So I have order. So we're going to go over the order of my library. We wouldn't be able to do this to Tyson's because it would take, like, all day. But mine, I think it's pretty it's simple. kind of a built-in story. Like, you could you could make up a story around right. those very basic plot points Go ahead. Yeah. so this is this is kind of fun so you kind of see where my brain goes and and a lot of these um i have i bought one i bought one the rest of them have been given to me as gifts no i bought two i'm sorry i bought two so the first one is called defining a really great boss then the second one is think and grow rich classic number two is beach money Number three is... You're off by one. I am? You moved to finding the... So anyway, just Where? add one number. After beach money, you've beach got... Beach money. I have good daily practices. Okay, so think about this. Defining the really great boss. Think and grow rich. Beach money. We're talking financial success. Right. And good daily practices too. And so what's next? Tickle is pickle. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> and then for his glory of course <laughs> this just makes sense and after that what happens a year of miracles absolutely financial and other types of miracles and then we have passion party guide to good sex so the story kind of has already been told by the time you get to there but it kind of like yeah that makes sense but everything i need to know about family i learned from a little golden book well you didn't learn that other stuff I from a golden not. book not, not that I know. I don't know. We're gonna have to go through that book sometime. No, it, no it's, it's, pickle it's, tickling and golden books as far. No. as... Now that might have been a Doctor Seuss after the because it kind of rhymes. It, it, Maybe those are the ones was. where it's like, <laughs> and he just put it in his. It's the adult Doctor Seuss books. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that so, was quite a collection. Actually, there's one other one. Oh here. yeah, we have the other marketing. one, the social media marketing for dummies. <laughs> yeah, so you see where where she's coming from. Yeah. but you do have a lot of the things you read in high school and stuff. Did you want to talk about some? Oh of those? yeah, so I did actually read at one point in my life. I hated every minute of it, but I found. A book series because I am a very morbid person, evidently in high school. Because if you've read these books, I love them. I would, I could read a book, you know, for not being a reader. These are pretty big books. I could read these in like four or five days because I couldn't put them down. And they are all from uh, the author is John Saul. Have you ever heard of that? No, but I'm not. Uh, I'm not really a fiction reader. So go ahead. Suffer the children. Comes a blind fury, second child, and when the wind blows, so these are there like, us like ghosts horror. come in. That like there's always like a ghost or an evil spirit, and they torture people. And they are not. I mean, they're so. I don't know why I was so into those books back when I was in high school, but it kept my attention. Sounds macabre. And uh, 
So they're actually really good books. And I thought about getting some on audio tape so I could re-listen to them because I literally remember some of the parts of them, but I don't really remember them. And that was like 40 years ago. But my friend down in uh, Atlanta, he has books and he's he does all the... Um, uh, Stephen King and and he has all the John Saul books there and he was like these are the really good books and I thought we're both morbid. That by the way, oh that that is a nice catch to to have a uh, that overlap with a friend that you found. Yeah, because I was like, because I thought, am I a crazy person? If, He's if like, any, no, Kim, they're really good. If anybody's listening who can do this type of thing, my always beloved side hustle possibility would be to be a book reader. Like, I yeah. would love to do that. And like, boys, for what it's worth, but that's neither here nor there. I just thought of that at the time because you're also about to talk about other formats of books. Right. So then they came out with the cassette tape books. And what I found is that by that time I had my daughter and I had daycare and there's just no time to read with a kid unless you're reading the kid books. So... I got the tapes and I would listen to them at the gym when I went to go do the Stairmaster back in the day or I'd get on the treadmill or I would walk and I would have my Walkman with my little cassette tapes in it, which are a pain in the butt at the gym because you have to flip the tape over. Then you got to right. go over and get it. Um, and then I eventually moved to my um, iPod. So I went through the cassettes to the CDs to the iPod. And I started listening to Sue Grafton, and she has the Alphabet series of right. Miss. She has a Kin uh, Kinsey Milhone is the private investigator. There's all these different crimes that she solves or mysteries that she solves, like A for alibi, B for burglar, C for corpse, and then of course her last one was Y for yesterday, and then she passed away of cancer. So what, nosy. Is this, you have a title for the C one? Is that, were you messing with me or is that the actual name, the rest of the name? No, it's. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she put on one line. I'm like, what kind of a title is this? She put on one line before she put Y is for yesterday. She put C is for corpse all the way to Y, then she passed away before Z. <laughs> I'm like, that's quite a book title. <laughs> there was some famous cat. Cat series. That was <laughs> it wasn't Sue Grafton, but there's there's a famous. <laughs> I'm like, wow, the rest of them are so short and concise. A is for alibi, B is for burglar, C is for corpse all the way to Y. Then she passed away before Z. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. she got a zinger there. Oh, what's going on? Sue Grafton threw us for a loop with that one. <laughs> Oh my gosh! That's oh my hilarious. gosh! There's some kind of cat series that my sister, <laughs> the cat that that came in from the cold. <laughs> that's all right, but it was always the cat who passed gas. <laughs> sorry, that's not right either. Yeah. But it was you know the cat who or the cat right. that, and it was a whole series. It kind of reminds me of that. But that's one of them that my sister uh, would read. So yeah, those those are real. Those are really good books. So I actually every time they came out, those are the ones I would get. I don't own them. I would just rent them from the library. The library has them all. Um, but now I uh, three. So this is nineteen eighteen. In seventeen, I um, <laughs> added to my lifestyle change that I had to read twenty books a year. 
Well, previously, in the year before, I had given myself that I had to read one book. And I failed. It's, it's it's still in the garage. It was actually it was like a it was kind of like um once again it was more of a murders kind of mystery. It was in a sane asylum medical and it's in the garage. I got halfway through and then the and they got wet at the pool and then it swelled up and it's like a little book and I think it's still on the garage. I don't I, I didn't finish it and I was like, Kim, you're not just not good at this book stuff. <laughs> Not good. It's okay. We've got so, alternatives in the 21st century. So I, um, when I found out about the library, I decided to uh, listen to my books, and I have not listened to anything that's like gross. I have like I have three different kinds of books that I'm going to listen to. I'm going to listen to the autobiographies. I love them. So I um, am. I'm listening to, I still have like two hours left of Michelle Obama's book. Mm-hmm. Um, I listen to Tina Fey. Rob Lowe has two. Anna Kendrick's, um, excuse me, Amy Poehler. Yeah. Uh, Steve Those are Jobs. some funny, couple of funny girls right there, Tina and Great Amy. Great books. Great yeah. books. I, I, I enjoy I've every got, single because one whenever, of them. I know this is so obvious, but it's it, it's also true. Because, you know, guys are known for, for being funny. But I, I get, like, this weird intellectual crush when a woman is very funny. Because I think that's some some level of brilliance to you be able to You have a crush on funny. me because I'm so funny? I, I'm, I'm not going to go into that. <laughs> I was talking, though, specifically about Tina and Amy. It's like, if they're even Amy. a little cute and they're very funny... It's like I'm at least fairly right. fascinated. Right. It doesn't mean I'm like, oh, my gosh, but... Uh, yeah, I love I love women who are who are just naturally you know funny. I think right. it's a it's a certain gift. Obviously, so many stand ups are are men because it's a weird lifestyle. I am, right? but as far as like those girls that got uh, you know uh, Saturday Night Live and those types of starts, yeah, I, I have. There's a there's an for instance uh, the ghost. But I know this is an aside, but the Ghostbusters too with all those funny female actors. Oh my gosh, they were all great. But anyway, I kind of went on on an aside there. Um, so took you away from your list. Well, of books j- just to go on another side with this, you're talking about women com- comedians on Amazon. There is a series called Miss Maisel, and she is it's back like in the fifties, or I don't even about that time. And she's actually working to be a, a comedian, a female comedian, and they're not there. So I'm only on season one. It's a really good. It's a really good show. Okay. So if you like that, it's 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 she's it's. You said on Amazon. It's on Amazon Prime, and it's called Miss Maisel, and it starts out she's married, and it's kind of funny because every night she goes to bed, and then as soon as he falls asleep, she gets up and puts all the cold cream on her face, puts all the stuff in her hair, goes back to bed. Gets up before, before he's there, so takes he it off, puts all of his, her makeup back on, puts her hair perfect, and then she lays back down, and then the alarm goes off, and she's like, I just wake yeah. up beautiful like this. Yes. And so anyway, and then it goes through him, her starting to be a comic, and they're just not, they're just not prevalent out there. So, so I like those. The second kind that I like are, they're my guilty pleasures of my little detective ones that are kind of like a Hallmark movie. So I have Cleo Coyle. Um, she does like a coffee shop. So like her character owns a coffee shop. Um, Diane Mott Davidson. Now her care, her main character is a caterer. Goldie gotcha. Schultz. 
Um, and so those are, I have those different seasons of books and, you know, there's 17 of the books in each season because they're, they're, they're not new. So I go on and I, and I, I do those. Um, but my third ones are, uh, the business development and the, the motivational ones sure. that I need. And when the I biographies kind of cross over that cause you're hearing somebody's story. I'm hearing the story, who, but who, they're but not the, telling me. Yeah. yeah. Not exactly like, in, I, I shouldn't say instructional, but more like that. Like, right. Right. Um, specifically for it. Okay. And what type of books on this list are, are those? So um, the, the book that made the biggest difference in my life is you're a badass and you're a badass at making money by Jensen Cerno. Um, basically <clears throat> one of my problems that I have with life is that I don't believe that I deserve to have money. Um, because I just want to help everybody. So I always take on people who don't have a lot of money and I want to make sure that they're taken care of and help them out. And I'm talking in the business like sense. rooting for the underdog. Always. To, and so... It's wanting to find that the, the successful person is already successful. So why would you want to help them so much when you Correct. Can, yeah. And so I, I've always done that. And um, so... It's really kind of hard because you see people out there and they're making all this money and you have this tendency to be like, they're bad people. I can't believe it. And so we have been kind of taught that, you know, money is the, um, he's playing with my handcuffs. Okay. <laughs> they're they're children's that. handcuffs. <laughs> Just nervous. He's, he's, he's closing them. <laughs> he's, 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 now, now I'm shuffling nervously with the papers. <laughs> Wait, I'm, I'm going to move this bottle right there. I'm going to see how long it takes him to move it back over. Oh, no. I'm, not. <laughs> I'm just joking. You down with OCD? Yeah, you, you know, know me. me. Anyway. <laughs> he did push the bottle back on the table. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so, anyway, so... Um, it, it, it's like I can be a millionaire and I'm gonna I, I can still be a good person and I think and I think a lot of us struggle with that even if we didn't grow up with like I grew up in a middle upper middle class family definitely not rich but like in that area fairly prominent family because my father was a school administrator and in small towns that makes decent money if they're high enough level right um, but so I I was never taught that you know people who like make a lot of money are are, are bad people. But I think part of it is so much more so now it's like we see income redistribution and we're more and it's worse than it's ever been as far as it's not being evenly. There's for a lot of reasons for that. So if you're ever likely to think, well, that person's not making money the right way, the blah, blah, blah. It's more likely now because we have such gaps and the people at the top. Yeah, but you got to remember the people at the top are far different than the people who are only making 100 or 150,000. Right. You got people who are worth a, a hundred billion. If not, you right. got people are worth 60, 65 billion. Yeah. So we got to remember not to overreact to that, to your point. Yeah. So those books right there, those two books got my mindset going of like, you're a badass and you're, you're a badass, badass at, making, at money. making money. Those were really, really, and Jen Sincerno is the author there. And that's a female author. Uh-huh. What's the first name? Uh, Jen. Oh, okay. I heard Jensen something. Jen Sincerno. Her last name is Sincerno. Oh, gotcha. I think I said it right. And what's girl? Wash your face. <sighs> okay, so that was like the number one book. Everybody said, Kim, you have to read this book. And I don't know the author of this book because I made it through like half of the book and I couldn't do it anymore. And the reason I couldn't finish that book was 
I think she's a younger author with small children. So a lot of it had to do with being a professional and how to be a parent at the same time. And I've already done that. Been there, done that. Don't need to be told how to be a parent. And so I didn't even make it. And maybe it's to the end. It's better. I don't know. So that was one of them that just bothered me. I didn't didn't realize that went together. Yeah, I I didn't finish it. Yeah. Okay. Um, But what is that broad? Okay. why, Why the title? I'm just um, interested. You know, I, 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 don't, I, I don't know. It's just you a business book. <laughs> and, and it, didn't even necessarily you know, make maybe, maybe her face was dirty. I don't, I, I don't know. I honestly, it wasn't, it wasn't one of my favorites. It's I at tried. at least an interesting <clears throat> title. Yeah. Like now they've got books that's just to draw attention and it kind of bothers me because I'm old fashioned away. Like in this particular way, I don't find any reason, good reason for people to walk around with uh, curse words on their shirts just because. Right. And now they got that the, the the big one right on, at least implied in book titles. Oh yeah, like get the f out of your own way or whatever. Right, you know it's like it's things like that. Hashtag. Like, really? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So uh, I loved how successful people think. A super you was good. Blink. Blink is such a good book. Blink is all about how your brain works, and you blink. And something goes on. So, like, one of the examples is everybody always thinks, like, I'm psychic. But really, we're not because our brain is such a huge machine that it's already calculated and it knows it knows way before the other senses know. So, one of the things was um, and a fireman goes into a burning house and he he gets this feeling that says get the men out and so he says get out of the house and then the whole floor claps in he goes i was psychic or something like that and reality is your brain is already in now it does everything you're not in control of it your brain goes it's hot the floor's this because of your experience your brain absorbs all that it's a great book um sounds su- good super you you have that twice oh I but like yeah, I, I like it twice. It. Um, Girl Boss. Um, I think this was the book that, and I could be wrong, um, but one of them is they had made a Netflix um, a, a series out of it, and I'm reading this this book about this girl who. She wanted a pair of jeans. No, that's not her. She wanted something, so she goes and she starts selling um, vintage clothes. And I think that's her. And I'm reading the book, and I see the ad, and it's like, she's going to get her Netflix series. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up, just because I want to make sure that I'm talking about the right one. Because I think... Uh, I think that's the right one. Girl boss. Here, I'll waste some time, even though I'm yeah, not wasting talk. time, even though... You talk. You talk. So here's the type of books I like, even though, again, my library is sometimes aspirational. We have... All of you probably have a spirit, mind, body fair, or the like nearby. And if there's some, as I say, crazy book guy who go who has the book area, I say that... As a term of endearment, these are the type of types of books I like. For instance, the story of creation according to sacred geometry, how the world is made, and it goes into, you know, pi and 
and all the the, the very basic uh, you know geometry of of the world and creation um, that's a classic. So anything from Spirit Mind Body Fair, I like. So it looks like you found your stuff. I did. Um, so yes, this is the right book. So she the hashtag the girl hashtag boss. girl boss. So it's Sophie Sophia Amruso, and uh, she has because it's got she's got season two. So I'm I'm reading this book. And she's talking about, she's got all this, she's grown her business. She's got, you know, warehouses now. She's selling this vintage stuff. And now she's on a book tour and I'm reading this book and I hear Netflix is coming out. And I kind of, I like to, before the book was over, I looked her up and it's like, she got divorced and she's lost everything. (laughs) And so then I'm reading more and her workers are like, she lost track of her business and started focusing on this book tour. <laughs> yeah. And she it's, kind of went from thing. running the business to over here. And then she ended up, I guess, getting divorced or whatever. So I thought it was kind of, she's in there and telling you like, this is how awesome I am. And you're like, but the like, business but she business. hasn't got divorced yet and lost everything. So, you know, it's just kind of how the, the life works. But she's picked herself up and she, she's made herself better. I mean, she learned from it. She didn't stop. But yeah, and something about that, just as an aside, would be the idea that for me that as an introvert, um, one of the things it seems like is like every field is getting more crowded. And one thing that can separate you is somehow that, they know you. But if you're not careful, then it's like, right. how does the next person who wants to do vintage clothing separate themselves at all from all the other thousands of vintage clothing stores in any right. you know, 700 square foot, 700 square mile area? I shouldn't say that, but 700 by 700, say, or up in Chicago. How do you even begin to separate yourself in any significant way outside of, yeah, I can pay the bills? And one is to become kind of the personality, but then right. that's a fine line, right? Right. So, I mean, you get like, I've got a lot of people, a couple people in Topeka, not a lot, a couple people have written books and, um, it's the new thing now. Everybody's writing a book. It's like this podcast instead of writing a book, cause I'm not going to probably write a book. Well, I am writing a book and we'll talk that's a whole nother podcast to talk about what that book's about. I really can't probably release it cause I don't want someone else to write it. But this podcast to me is my book. It's like, what would be in the chapters of my book? Um, and so that's kind of what I did. I'd rather, this is my audio book and I'm just doing it by episodes as opposed to right. to chapters because I have things that I want to say, but I don't, I don't care about books and people like to listen and watch videos nowadays. And so that's why I kind of did the podcast. Um, but anyway, those, those are, those are my books. So and what I got is... Basically, like I said, anything at Spirit Mind Body Fair, I'm interested in those types of things. And what, when I say like, that, I, I think, you know, things around, about consciousness. Okay. Things about, um, you know, esoteric knowledge and or, you know, maybe ancient knowledge that's not emphasized anymore because we're always into high tech this, high tech that. Right. You know, basics. And did we lose some because of... Some knowledge because, you know, anything with the pyramids would fascinate me. Uh, I don't watch any of the uh, ancient alien stuff, but I'm interested in that stuff. Right. So my library has a lot of stuff on the pyramids, has a lot of stuff on anything that's kind of not so much alternative history, but I would say is that 
alternative history is really sometimes just not the marketed history. Right. Uh, and so if there's something where you go, well, no, actually, there was re- there's really good evidence for that, that people just never talk about it. I, I have a lot of those books, um, whether that's about the medical stuff where, well, the, the in the U.S., the most expensive thing wins wins because right. I, I, I was starting to talk about this in my other episode, my own uh, Tyson Harley episode. But the problem is that we don't when when the FDA approves something, they don't have a cost effectiveness ratio. So if if you if there's already an existing solution and it costs X amount of dollars, and then someone comes along and says, "Will you approve this solution?" and it is the same effectiveness, but it literally costs 20 times as much. Right. The, the law is such that then, at least for like Medicaid and the like, they they have to pay for that second solution that costs twice, 20 times as much, but it has the same effectiveness. Right. So because of that, we lean towards the more complicated and the more expensive because they can bill more on it. Right. But that doesn't mean there's not simple and more natural things. And so I have a lot of stuff on health and anti-cancer and this and that. I've got a lot of books on that. One I'm reading currently that I got is called Day of Deceit. This is by a Robert Stinnett. It's actually 1999, but it's around how far advanced knowledge we actually really did have of Pearl Harbor, which would be interesting right now because Midway's out. So okay. World War II. And the truth of the matter is, and I'd be curious as to how the, the Midway movie how they um, portray the code breaking. There's a code breaking aspect of World War II. Like so, Midway how, is a World Midway War II Midway is movie? the Battle of Midway, and it's oh, okay. it's kind of like the uh, Dunkirk. From what I've heard, it's kind of like the American okay. version of Dunkirk, as far as how the movie was made. But it's pretty big and epic. I haven't seen it yet, but it's about the Battle of Midway, which was that pivotal battle to take back the Pacific, and in it. Therefore, it's important because it's right in the middle of World War II and the idea of what did we know about the Japanese codes and when did we know it? And for the long time, the narrative was that, oh, we didn't break those until after a blow of 1942. And, and the truth is, and it's kind of like another book I have called 1491, is that, no, there's been a lot of very good evidence laid down years and years ago that the usual narrative, oh, no, Roosevelt, and they didn't know anything. No, they, they knew the codes a long time, like right. they knew a lot of these codes in 1940. Now, Pearl Harbor, December 7th, 1941. Not saying they knew all of them, but they knew a lot of the codes, the Japanese codes, back in 1940. So that's right. the type of book I like. 1491 is another book where, what do they tell you? Our education always tries to simplify things. They want simple narratives, and there's no good reason because a kid can learn that things are complicated. Right. You know, and this is not necessarily the full story. And in fact, it's almost more fascinating not to have a pat answer because you understand then that, hey, some people think this. If you're telling a 10-year-old who's curious like I was curious, hey, some people think this, but other people think this, and it's far different. Right. I mean, that's going to catch my interest more than, well, this is just the way it is, and this is a pat answer. And when you're growing up, you know, it's kind of the politically correct thing, but I don't mean to. I don't mean to lay all of it on that on the feet of that of political correctness. But is that what do we hear about Indians, Native Americans? Right. Well, they hardly touch the earth when they walk. You know, they're just they don't damage the earth. It's the white people who do. Right. You know, and and that whole thing and the truth of the matter and has been known for a while. The guy's name Man M A N N. I can't think of his. 
a book called 1491, like the year before Columbus landed, you know, 1492. Right. And he goes through all the history. We, we perfectly well know, but we don't include it in our narratives of there being massive civilization in North America and really throughout the Americas before 1492. And so much of it was very settled civilization, like very right. settled settlements and cities. And you, you kind of hear this when you hear about the Aztecs and the Mayans, right? That they had giant cities, right. cities of tens to hundreds of thousands. But the thing is that happened all the way through all of regular America too. And so when I find something where it's, it's really well established and well cited and it kind of leads the field, I like that stuff. Right. And, and 1491 says, you know, uh, academics have known it for a long time, but it doesn't hit the main narrative for whatever reason. You, you hear bits and pieces. So that type of thing. In fact, I, w- I even had Darwin's Black Box which was one of the most influential. I still have it, I think. I don't think. I think I let my sister borrow it once, and I can't remember if I got it back. Darwin's black box led the made made the first really good scientific argument for hey, evolution isn't so pat as we think. Right. There might be some more complex things going on. Now, for me, that doesn't point to a Christian God per se. That's not the the logical necessity. But it does go, guys, you're missing a lot of big leaps. And he goes into a lot of very specific things as regards, you know, things like the how the, the cellular transport system and, 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 and things like that. So Darwin's Black Box, 1491, Day of Deceit, um, those types of things. And the other thing is, growing up, I did like more fiction. And, and, the, and the fiction I like is like, uh, think of... Um, Tom Clancy, except I didn't read Tom Clancy. You know, like Hunt, Hunt for Red October, but there's like Stephen Kuntz. Yeah, okay, um, I know. I've not I've, Dean Kuntz, who's horror. Oh, I've done Dean Stephen, Kuntz. Stephen Kuntz. I, th- I think Dean Kuntz is who's in my garage. And he was in the he he has more of a Navy background. Okay. And so that, and then I did like everybody read a little bit of Stephen King. I never um, did. And He's then, creepy. like when I was a kid, A Wrinkle in Time was one that I liked, which I've is heard of excellent. that one. Well, you know, Oprah and some other people made that into a movie here about what you know. Oh, and a half that's ago. how it did. And, and I, I didn't see it yet. I kind of don't want to ruin the little world I made in my head about it. Right. You know. So yeah, those are the those are the type of books that I like, or at least that that's what would be the brief overview, kind of out there. And some of it is I don't like to be offended. I, I don't want. Oh, you can't. You can't say that. Like, I don't have a flat earth book, and I doubt there's been, been even any published. Right. But if there was, I would, I might buy it. Doesn't mean I believe it. You know, so David Icke books, if anybody knows that, that's far, 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 far out conspiracy theory stuff. Right. By the way, that drives me crazy, that term. What, but the they, conspiracy theories? Yeah. Um, if you look up the Pearl Harbor thing, there's a article called uh, something about the um, you know, pre-knowledge of Pearl Harbor conspiracy theory is the name of the Wikipedia article. But David Icke literally is a person who brought into the into main term knowledge the idea of whether or not there are reptilians. You, you heard this, right? Right. He was out front going, reptilians. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't know about all that, but it's interesting. <laughs> so I've got David Icke books because he's not scared and he'll go cover things. <laughs> he, he's got very interesting books. But the thing is, in all those... 
books where it's like, yeah, maybe some of this is true. Separate the wheat from the chaff. Right. And a lot of it may not be true, but you're introduced to ideas. And maybe someone's only right one quarter of the time, but they're they're covering very interesting topics. So then you kind of bookmark that in your head. You know, let me. I will need to go verify that later. I need to go confirm that later. So you so you kind of you kind of like when you're reading those kind of books, does your brain click like that makes yeah that's real, or do you get, read it and you're like no? Nah. It's more like uh, right away I want to go. That doesn't seem right, or that's possible. That's interesting, and I tend towards that's possible. That doesn't mean later on I don't come to a conclusion that says yeah it wasn't wasn't big on that. Like, I, I'll even have books when I say, um, I'm, t- you know, Spirit, Mind, Body, Fair, crazy book guy. Right. I mean, So do you do a psychic? Do you go to psychics? I never do, except I finally did on the last Spirit, Mind, Body, Fair. But he wasn't so much a psychic so much as kind of like a life coach, which is not really what I was going for. I said to my sister. We'll, we'll go. I said, I said to my sister, I said, you know what? This time I might actually spend and, I, and, and actually do a psychic reading. It was almost more like a life coach. Uh, thing and so it's not quite what I you know how you're trying to decide who to go to it's like I don't have any idea so I did go last time but usually I don't so I we'll go we'll go to Joe downtown uh, when she's in there Joe Flowers she's down like at eighth well I'll take you over there that's who I go to she's awesome so, so that those are and if you guys have any any questions about, hey, heard you're interested in this type of topic. What right. Can you be more specific? Can you name any? I'm sure you would name some. Right. Or have any questions about that and go, well, sounds like you have an interesting library along that kind of strange and weird, which I love. Right. Uh, but I also like anything that's like a really good, like a document, almost like, like I've got one. I've got a book that's a big format, and it basically has hieroglyphs from all over Egypt where they've made like... It turns out that the Germans went there and made a lot of diagrams and like, if you will, what do you call it when you put paper over like rock and you kind of, you know, take the side of a pencil or side of a, you know what I mean? And you you get the design. Uh So they basically got those designs and it's all in one book. Oh, wow. Just hundreds of pages of like the details of different hieroglyphs and things like that. So that's the type of stuff I, I like. Well, I was I was thinking because you were talking about the, we're talking about the movie, and you've read the book, and that Oprah made the movie. I, I so time yeah the so Harry Potter. I listened to all those books. It was a, something that I did with my daughter when they first came out. She was younger, and we listened to all the books together except the final book. She was in like high school, so she didn't want to sit down with her mom and listen to that book. She actually read the book because she's a good reader, and I listened to that book. And then we've seen all the movies, but I still when I started listening to books, I found um, Dennis Lehan was a um, an author and he wrote a book called The Drop and it's kind of a gangster one but he also wrote Mystic River mm-hmm. and that's a movie right. and so I read the book and then I found out it was a movie and it has Sean Penn yeah. and in it and some other people and it's still kind of a mobster a mobster kind of movie and it was the first one that I watched and I was like 
oh my gosh, the book was so much better because the book had so much more information in it. Right. Harry Potter, the same thing, but there's so much information in the book that your brain You'd can't even rather. think about it. But in that it's like book, three hours is enough. They got enough stuff. Yeah, it's like they tried, but you you know you still go. They left this part out, but you really can't because the books are so long. There's so much going on. You're not gonna remember it. But with uh, David uh, Dennis Lehan. That was a really good book. The drop was really good, and so was Mystic River. But then I went and I bought the movie on Amazon for like three bucks and watched it. It was a good movie, but it was like the book made like was emotional. Was a lot more into it. Made the characters worse than they are. So earlier, it was the beginning of maybe it was late eighteen, and or maybe it was earlier this year where I just really tried to start reading fiction a lot more uh-huh. and i actually read probably about five times the usual pace for me in fiction so i just you know if if you guys are like us your library probably has a every so often book sale and you know you can go pick up some books pretty inexpensively if you don't just want to check out books so i bought some you know fiction worst case if you don't want to have a library full of fiction you just take it back to your library for the next book sale right so I did read a good amount of fiction for me anyway right um, within the last year but not within the last you know four months or so so when you go to fiction what do you, what kind of fiction is it it, it tends to be like uh, thriller I, I should say like spy thriller kind of a little bit of you know covert stuff and save the world a little bit but I did try to read just some straight more personal crime stuff. Uh-huh. I say crime stuff like, uh-oh, she doesn't know it, but she's with a, not only a, a, a weird guy, but he's charming and a good-looking, of course, but he's actually a murderer and a rapist. You know, right. like that creepy stuff. Um, and some of that I liked. And then there was a there's a series called L.A. Confidential. I remember I read that, a couple books from them, where it's just kind of a, hey, this guy used to be in the military, but now he's... So he has that background, or CIA or whatever... Now he's got his own uh, investigative firm, and they're all pretty good. It's kind of like you know, like a CSI thing where everybody's got their own little specialty, and there's the tech guy, and there's you know everybody has a backstory, and they got a particular thing they need to solve for that book. So I, I, obviously, I don't. I shouldn't say obviously, but heterosexual single male. Do I read romances? Uh, no. 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 I don't even read romances. I like Nothing against them. I'm, I'm just to, saying I'm it's just not. I'm just trying not. to think if I... No, I, 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 I want a Those good... get built a little into those other books anyway. And I don't right? like that part. Like, I'm watching... I'm like, I'm reading my um, my coffee shop one, and I, I start from the very beginning, and of course, she's at a coffee shop. She has to live with her ex-husband, and... The detective comes in, of course. And says, would you like some hot mocha latte? Yeah. Well, the detective's married, and then he's getting a divorce, and then they end up together, and then she's, like, trying to be all sexy, and she's using her her girl voice to be a boy, and she's like, I could slip this over here. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Just get on with the murder mystery. See, yeah, what I don't mind, though, is when they just go, well, someone's, you know, they... More of like the natural love thing, not the big syrupy romance scenes. And when they, right. they usually throw something in those regular novels, and I'm fine with that. You know, yeah. like they boys do, have but been it's... fond of so and so, and then later on they're saving each other's lives or whatever, and <laughs> you know maybe they have a nice date or something like that. Not like yeah. they really. I'm not going to read Fabio. Stuff. I, that that dated us. Is there? Do they even make Harlequins? <laughs> 
I'm sure they still do. <laughs> they, they have to. I didn't know if it maybe turned into something else by now. That's I don't think it's Fabio anymore. Thing. Fabio. He had the <laughs> biggest head. Like the head of a one and a half times human. I remember people are like, he's so beautiful. And you're like, "There's a no. No, I, I'm not trying to say he was or was not. I'm just observing that he had a large head. I'm just saying, no, he was not my type. He had some great hair, though. He did have great hair. Maybe I was <laughs> jealous of his hair. <laughs> Long, Tyson, flowing Tyson mane. is, is uh, swishing his hair around. He does not have long hair. <laughs> no, no, no long, flowing mane here. He does have earrings, though. Okay, no, to me. No. no, he does I'm not, not sure have earrings. I got drugged and got. What's, what's in this drink? All of his, all of his tattoos. Oh, Do you have yeah. tattoos? I've got tattoos, but only if you have a black light. <laughs> <laughs> More fun that way. Exactly. Oh, yeah. So. You know, like, I enjoy reading. Um, I enjoy listening to books. And uh, I, I really do work very hard to try to focus, to listen, and pay attention. And um, we talked about this before. What I found is since I've started meditating and working really, really hard to concentrate, I'm actually easy. It's better for me. I'm, I'm able to listen better to the books because I'm training my brain to just do one thing at a time. Yep. And that's hard. So what happened, a quick aside, is that remember that women specifically got tagged with this virtue of multitasking. I mean, it was the the narrative, yeah. right? Where, see, that's the, I mean, it was literally the joke going about the, between the genders, right? Right. It's like, well, that's the, because we can multitask and you can't. It's like, yeah, we suck at that, you yeah. know? And, and it became this, like, maybe too much of a virtue, Ugh. right? Because... You do need to, sometimes we've gone, and especially because that was one thing in the late 80s and 90s, but now that we literally have a cell phone, I mean a smartphone and a tablet and a computer screen, and any number of things can come up on the computer screen, including the main part of whatever you're looking at, 75 ads to the right, notifications up in the corner. Right. It's like that maybe worked, but it's not a good idea anymore. No. You've got to, because you're going to have to multitask. Right. So what you should really don't, you know, try to, what do you call that, nurture that. Because it's going to be there. You're going right. to have to nurture. But so what you need to do is try to nurture your ability to focus. Right. And that's and that's why the meditation is. I was so going to say yeah, because I, 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 my thing is is that I do like five different jobs, and so I'm actually, I'm rebuilding my structure so that certain things are getting done on certain times. So I'm not trying to overlap it. So if somebody calls me and it's not that time, it's like. Let's talk about that tomorrow because I don't want to have to switch because my brain does that. But I, it's just, it's so it's, hard. It's really not super productive. You no, think it is. it's not. And the other thing too is that, speaking of books, sometimes I'll, like who didn't read Unlimited Power back in the day? Me. Tony Robbins? Me. So I've read some <laughs> of those types of books. I can't remember if I read Napoleon Hill, but I've certainly had many of those types of books. Uh, but Unlimited Power I read. And, and some others, but one is, I've mentioned this before, a four-hour work week. And one of his things is, 
if it's if it's important enough to do, it's important enough to do right now, and actually, kind of seemingly ironically, it's important enough to do as quickly as you can. Right. Now that sounds weird, but if if that's the thing that you prioritized, even if it's due next Wednesday, if what you're doing is doing it now, what we intend to do is is add time to something that is due ten days from now. Right. And it, so that's how he gets to at least the idea. And I've read the book. It's not about how much can I scam the system. Now, granted, he's talking about when it's more like a Kim type of a situation where you have no one's trying to see if you're really working for eight hours. All they care about is results. Right. They just want, so yeah. unless you get a remote working type of a situation, if you're on an eight to five like me, it's pretty tough. You can apply some of the principles, but to your point then, it's about the focus. It's not about, no, no, bother me whenever. I'm always available. It's like actually trying to, to nurture, not to let that die away. Don't nurture that at all. Right. Try to keep your focus, work on a certain thing at a certain time, literally shut down your email while you're doing something else. So it's along what you're saying, you know, right. your ability to focus on your yeah. audio books, that yeah. type of thing. And I know so- that. I know that went a little askew, but it's kind of along the lines of the, this advice that we're learning from our book. Well, and, yeah. and, and, and I would love to be able to go get a book and read from a book, but I just don't have that in me. <laughs> I haven't got that far yet because I can't, like, I can't even, like, watch TV and I have to sit down and say, you're just going to watch TV. Don't get your laptop out. Just watch TV. Get your... And it's like about 40 minutes into it. And then I'm just grabbing my laptop. Next thing you know, I'm just kind of watching TV on my laptop. And whether it's Facebook or whether I'm making memes. Because with Chemology, I make a set of 12 different memes. So um, I have to get those done. And I have these little things that get in here. And I'm like, no. I need to have schedule so that I am I am doing my stuff. I'm doing my stuff more organized and you are right. Like so to go to Dallas I had to leave on the 6th. Well, everything had to be done before I left and all the taxes and everything and I got it done on the 5th. Normally, I get it done on the 10th because it takes me that long, but I started a week before in September doing things that I normally don't do. Cause normally I just sit down and just reconcile everything. But I was like, Nope, I'm going to go ahead and reconcile what I have so far. Let's get everything in there so that when I get to it in October, I only have like a week left to enter all the stuff. And so it's, uh, it, it's training and I've got to write it down. So with books, with the with the the reason I started doing the audiobooks is a I needed the motivation and I need someone to uh, tell me that what I'm doing is right. No one is telling me what to do. There is nothing in any of these books except the that money is okay. I literally know everything. I, I it never I'm like I do that. I do that. Do, I check 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 but when someone who is successful is telling me that that's what I need to do that tells me I'm on the right thing because I I'm a life coach for a lot of different people so I know it but I don't know it's true for myself so that's why I picked those books I've always wanted to be famous I've always wanted to be a star so knowing about to know about 
the stars of whether their childhood and all that kind of stuff that interests me to meet them in person i'm not starstruck you're a human being it's a whole different thing but to have someone that famous i want to know how they got to be where they're at today you were mentioning that uh when you were talking about a future show here a couple weeks back and that struck me because i'm not into biographies at all and it's kind of like what you said but I'm not starstruck. Yeah. And so, but I'm not I really starstruck. I'm famous struck. Like, yeah. I want to be famous. Yeah. I, so, I am missing those little, what is kind of incidentally motivational. Right. From, well, shoot. They said they were, you know, renting and then they were unemployed after being in a corporate career for six years. Right. You know, and, and so at least it's incidentally, it's like, do I really need to read the book about how, yeah, uh, by the way, I'm famous and that's why you bought my book and that's here's my not, story. That's not, yeah. And, and that's my tendency. It's like, and I just tend to read nonfiction, but that's nonfiction. I kind of, I my, my tendency is to want to read nonfiction with a supposed purpose. Right. Like, what's the question? And for me, it's like, well, where's where's the question? But, but I, you're right. I'm missing some stuff. I was going to say, and being an introvert, I would think that you would want more of that, that stuff because... They're also some of those people are introverts, and so we. I was on my trip. I was on my trip when we went to Branson a while back, and um, a, a gentleman was on the trip, and he came up to and he said, "Thank you so much." He goes, "I am an introvert, like a huge introvert. I haven't had a TV for fifteen years, um, and I really enjoy your trips because you make them so comfortable. It's just a really nice feeling because I make everybody. I'm just. I didn't know some of the people. They just get my emails. They signed up. They paid five hundred some six hundred dollars, like literally." paid it on a credit card because they get my emails. They never met me before to go on this trip. I, I meet them. They're just like family. And he was just like, so we, we did some stuff and he didn't get a lot of sleep the night before. We had to change the day around. And he texts me and he says, I'm not going to make it to the second show. I'm like, enjoy yourself. You don't have to do anything. You didn't want to come. I'm not going to force you to do it. And he had such a great time. And and but it was hard for him. He he was like, I don't like to be around this many people. Like I I, I can't have someone sitting next to me. So he would get up and move. Yeah. You know what? Go for it and do it. But I think if you read some of the books about that, then it, I mean you're confident. Yeah, I'm confident my own with way, your but with, it's with your way. But to reassure that it's okay. Well, to your point, whether it's. You know, how do you get out of the, uh, you know, how do you make your own breaks and things like that? I'm sure there are some of those incidental stories in there. It's not that he's saying, how to make your own break by so-and-so yeah, star. No, but no. that's in, it's in the story. It's not him saying that's definitely the way that will work for you. But it's no. those different types of things. So well, you're right. I'm missing some of those from biographies, oof. most likely. They just never, honestly, no, I've never been interested in even one biography, not even a little. I'm like, well, I, it's just one human. Who cares? I bet that, that sounds doesn't sound weird, but I just come from such a logic Spock type of a mindset that I'm always thinking about ideas. Yeah. And then as the I, people come in that are surrounded by that, I I kind of am interested in those people, but I don't care. Like if somebody said, "This is the person who said that this theory that is really, you know, mainstream, but it's really wrong." Like I'd be like, "That person's great." Do I right. want to read his biography? Not at all. <laughs> well, 
Well, but like, okay, so like Steve so, Jobs. Don't care. <laughs> I, just, I just don't. But, isn't that weird? I mean, but you know, it's 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 different people. Take you know, have their books for different reasons. Right. You know? Uh, and yeah. pro- probably some people have all fiction or practically all fiction. Yeah. I know my sister, and I guarantee you, my sister learned a lot about history from literally historical fiction. Right. Um, because you you still at least get it into your brain. And the funny thing about fiction is, as you know, is that a lot of the people who are fiction writers, they'll write about what they know, at least the setting. Right. So when I have read some fiction, it's like, well, this author is from... New York City area, so a lot of it's around New York, which is obviously very historic. And so they'll be talking because it made sense to about the the forts and the military institutes and the old installations, right? And on and where they were, and you'll pick up some of that stuff just because you're reading fiction, right? You know, and you wonder if it's real or not. Like so, you wonder if the author actually did the research to put like if somebody placed something in, in northeast kansas you would pick a few great places right. and want to because you're trying to you're showcasing your area a little bit and right you go do some so you know even though some people have fiction they're like their whole bookshelf is practically fiction other people probably have 75 percent of their bookshelf is is bi- is biographies right you know other people have some kind of a mix you know cartoons or comic books so bookshelves very widely, yeah. you know, and you could even say, what is your, on Facebook, on social media, you could say, you know, what is your general composition of your bookshelf? Like, what does your bookshelf tell you? My tell, mine tells me that. <laughs> Pickle tickling. <laughs> We're going to, what is it? They can grow rich while he, that's right. while he grow. <laughs> I'm not where's going my, there. I can't where's my, where's my thing? So we have our we have defining the real great our real great boss. Think you grow rich with beach money. Uh, the good daily practice is to tickle his pickle. <laughs> four, uh, for the glory. For, for his the, glory. For the, for the glory. <laughs> Suddenly you have a for year of glory. miracles. <laughs> yeah, a year of miracles. Yeah, most people would be like, wow, get your pickle tickled. <laughs> what you should do with your bookshelf is just do that for your... People are like, this does not look like Dewey Decimal or the Library of Congress classification system. And you just... Anybody could like, just just for their own little, make it funny. Like put it... I think I'm going to do that. Lord knows I have enough material on the uh-huh. spines of books. I was going to say, can you need to make your own good, story. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't know if you're going to beat my Tickle Pickle story, but you could. And then... I don't have many, you know, sex books. But, but you could... I'm sure you could get... A multiple amounts of books that together. <laughs> I just said I don't have many sex books. That really leaves a lot open to possibility, still, doesn't it? I don't have 3,000 sex books. I do have like. I don't have many sex books. <laughs> a lot i like i say i've got twelve thousand books i only have like 900 <laughs> sex books it's not a lot i guess it depends <laughs> like one percent of my two million books is sex <laughs> listen i've only got 45 books on, on sex, sex. 
and that's not many, but each of them are 375 pages. <laughs> the, the big national, no, <laughs> the big old time life exactly. format where it's like 17 by 14. The big illustrated the, 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 the table books, oh, the big right. table books. Right. What is it? 50 Shades of Grey. That, those are books, right? So I, I watched. So I watched uh, Book Club the other day when I was down in, in Dallas. Uh, Bonnie and I. One of our shows was the Book Club. It's got Jane Fonda and some other friends in it. Um, and their book club, they decide to do Fifty Shades of Grey, and these are all women in their sixties and seventies. And um, one of the wives is trying to wants to have sex with her husband, and he's just too busy. The other one. Um, is she's divorced and so she just kind of goes out and has flings all the time uh, and there's this different each of the women one of them's husband um, had passed away and she meets um, Don Johnson's character I think it was Don Johnson no it's not Don Johnson it's Antonio Antonio yeah, yeah, yeah. somebody yeah, no, anyway so um, Don Johnson is is uh, Jane Fonda's uh Right. Love interest. Anyway, so these women are are reading this book, and the only thing I thought about is my friend Terry just really wanted us all to watch that stupid movie, and I've yet to watch it. Um, I have, I think I, I think my uncle had it, so I put it on, I put it on our our Voodoo account, so I think I have access to it. So one night I might, I might just have to curl up in a little blanket and and watch. This Fifty Shades of of Grey stuff is. Did you have you did you see that movie? <laughs> Tom's even watched that movie. Like guys yeah, watch that movie. Yeah, but he didn't movie. do it because he wanted to. No, I'm. I, I probably he did. Well, maybe he did. I mean, it's bondage sex stuff. So, but yeah. but I'm thinking that the book is. See, regular guys better. don't want to know that. Well, yeah, women will do anything for a billionaire <laughs> for a great looking billionaire <laughs> sorry yeah it no, looks like jamie dornan no hallmark movie there <laughs> that's kind of the opposite kind of the opposite i know it's just kind of like oh yeah so, like who's gonna say no to that wearing plaid and loves puppies <laughs> So basically, we've decided Shades of Grey is basically the anti-Hallmark movie. Right? Yeah, we're not. We're not. That's not gonna. That's not gonna win any awards. No, I haven't seen that. Nor did I read the book or the series. Yeah, and series. I have not either. I, I didn't have any interest, but I might have to now, just so I can talk about it on here. We should. We have to figure out. See if you can make me blush. We have to. <laughs> we have to figure out. One time we have to do like a movie review, so we have to come up with a movie. We have to watch that movie. And then we have to do a podcast on the movie review. Of- Did I mention this last week, two weeks ago? We're about to finish, but here's one as a maybe, a possibility. I had never watched Buckaroo Bonsai. And everybody and their brother is in that movie. And anyway, it was like early 80s. I have never. It is... It's something else. I haven't got to watch all of it. I had it on Sling and thought I didn't need to save it. It looked like it was on demand. Right. Like all the time. Well, it was on demand then. So I'm like, okay, well, I'll, I've, I'd watched it a few days in a row just a little bit while I was doing things. And then I thought I'd watch more and all of a sudden it wasn't on demand anymore. 
Um, but Buckaroo Bonsai. Buckaroo Bonsai. It's the same guy, Weller, who was RoboCop in the original one. Okay. It has John Lithgow and a bunch of other people that you would at least recognize. I can't think of them right off the top of my head. So he's a rock star. Oh. Who's also a advanced scientist. And then also is the guy who does things like, oh, you know, pilot the rocket ship. Oh. And, you know, it's like a multi-dimensional, you know, threat and thing. So it's kind of set in a parallel setting of about the 1950s. So it's it's pretty interesting so far. And it's, you know, that might be one for us. Yeah, we could do something. We have to pick out a movie and we have to watch it and then we have to review it. Of of how we have, to, but it's got to be, it's got to be something that's interesting and um, fun. Let let's keep with let's keep with fun, not Hallmark movie. It could be just a movie review excursion. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. When we could do, there's a couple movies that you said that you haven't ever seen. So oh, yeah. like Rocket Man. Right. And so I have all those. So I could let you borrow. I've got a collection of DVDs over there. Oh, I'll look. And uh, we could pick out. We could pick out something uh, that because I I've watched Rocket Man twice and it's really good. Um, a Star Is Born. I've seen that one. You have seen that the one. The new one's great. Yeah. Total. I mean, it's just heartbreaking in yeah. ways, but it's also great. Yeah, I love yeah. that movie. So we'll do we'll do something we'll do something like that. Maybe we'll we'll fi- we'll figure something out. I still I still would like to put on a movie and um and watch it and do a podcast and tell the people what's going on. <laughs> maybe I'm gonna maybe I'm gonna have to smoke weed for only the second time in my life. <laughs> hey, federal that. government is trying to get that stuff legal so they can charge you taxes. So we could, we could, you we know, could on be, the day when it's free, when it's actually legal, right? maybe we should do it we, once. Yeah, once. <laughs> well, you know, I've heard, I've heard that uh, the first time it doesn't really have the big effect. Like you got to do it a second day time. or something, and I right. never did it the second day. You never did. It. You just do it the first day for all the time. Okay, well, that's no big deal. No, I just oh, I, you did just the first the one time? night, and it's like, well, that didn't have much of an effect. And then I hear later, it's like, well, sometimes. First time doesn't have much of an effect, so right. I don't have an addictive personality as far as substances, so I wouldn't be under no. any. It wouldn't be any concern Me as neither. far as starting some awful, you know, addiction. No. I'm sure. I get like, bored. Well, that was interesting. Then I'd be like, and that costs money. Then yes, yes, yeah, not free. Okay, well, I probably won't do that a lot then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you always talking about you talking about money. What do you besides books? <laughs> What are you okay spending money on besides just your, you know, you have to pay your bills, you got to buy food, but what is it that you're just like, like, like to spend money on? Because you don't like to spend money on anything except books, unless you just get gifts of books. I don't know. Like, what is your, what is okay? Like something that's just kind of weird that like mine, I'm okay with gambling. That don't spend tons oh, I don't know, of money. Man. There's there's not there's not much. I mean, it's just that I I have a cushion in my budget so that I can usually go to lunch a lot. I mean, right. I don't like to it's go to dinner. Out. Uh, yeah, just instead of bringing food to work, I'll for the most part go out 
for lunch somewhere. So that's kind of it's not. And that's shoot. a waste of t- money. It's it truly is a, waste a waste of money. Of money. Yeah. But that's about the only thing that I really regularly spend money on. Yeah. I is food I, that I don't really I need when don't I can eat just bring out. my own sandwich. Like I'm just I'm just I'm I will drop a hundred dollars in the casino, but I'm like, I don't want to go spend my money at a restaurant uh, because then I can't go to the casino. The T P analogy from earlier. Exactly. It's Why all would I about spend fourteen dollars on expensive toilet paper when I could spend five dollars on it? And have nine dollars to do something else with. It's the same idea. Other people would say, "Well, why would I only spend five dollars?" So some people would be like, "No, I'm not going to waste my money on food. I need it for gambling." Right. And then vice versa. <laughs> I need it for gambling. <laughs> I buy food. I just cook at home. <laughs> I don't, I'm starving, but I'm going to go to the casino. Okay, I overstated that. I met at a restaurant. <laughs> It's it's the casino diet. It's the casino diet. Yeah, that's good. Mama that's... wants a hamburger. <laughs> Shling ching ching ching. Dang it! What about a what about a half hamburger? <laughs> he he's motioning. He hasn't been to a casino for a long time because he thinks you still pull the handle down. <laughs> I don't know. They don't at least build that into like the electronic ones. That's such a classic. Like every once in a while, there might be a handle, but now it's just a button. Just a it button. Just That's not very fun. Mind. I know. At least you're getting a workout. Probably because they don't want the old folks to get a some kind of repetitive yeah, shoulder injury. People are getting carpal, t- like carpal tunnel in their arm by pulling the <laughs> thing down. I think I have carpal tunnel by hitting the button. <laughs> I do. I do like this. Every once I hold my hand, and click the button. <laughs> I don't gamble that much. Oh boy, That's no more. One, not many one arm bandits anymore. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, everybody has everybody has an idea of you know what they would what they'd spend money on, and and uh, I'm I'm a very frugal person, so I don't I don't spend a lot of money on much. But I will spend money because one of the things in my books that I read was if you don't spend money, you don't make money. Yep. And so you have to have that attitude of I can afford everything that I want and then money comes to you. Outlook of abundance, not scarcity. Yes, Correct. Of yeah, definitely. So we have to go see the psychic. We have to watch a movie. We've got all these chores that we're going to have. I mean, all these. The psychic these, should be fun. Yeah. We can go see. We can go I, see Joe. I, don't know. I might be. It might be embarrassing, though, because I don't know what they'll find. <laughs> they can be like kind of intimidating, you know. Uh, Joe uses a play deck of cards. She's pretty. She's pretty good. She actually was the one who told my mom not to move out of her house <clears throat> because my dad came down and said, "As long as she lives in that house, I'll protect her." Ooh. And um, and so because he built that house, and that's one of the reasons that my dad quit living is because they were going to take his house for the medical bills, and he just decided to die. He just closed his mouth and wouldn't take any more pills. Spit him out. And, I mean, he he couldn't communicate anymore. He had Parkinson's dementia. So when he that was one of the things he he built that house. He wanted her to stay in that house. And my mom's now like, we need to get rid of this crap, and I need to move in town because she's in the country. It's a huge ranch house, and and she's like, nobody comes out and sees me anymore. Like, well, I come out at Christmas. Like, I'm, is it paid for? Oh yeah, it's been paid That's for. That's huge. Yeah, yeah. it's if been could, paid for. It's, if I could change the world in one way, it would be that. 
some of this, if you're going to spend trillions more than you actually bring in, at least it should go towards things like housing so that that giant expense of a roof over your head is over for people. Minus. Because then you have the security as you get older and don't make and are not making much money. That's Yeah, I paid my house off like six years ago. Yeah. So imagine that, to add that to your budget. Now, no house payment. Now what are you going to go spend your money on? Oh, good point. I would might I might be a casino person. <laughs> you could. Yeah. You could. That's what that's what I did. As soon as that house payment was gone, the bills the bills still come in. I still have to make just as much money because you do encounter more things that you do. My business built, so I have to make more money to keep the business going. Because before I wasn't, you know, I didn't have a lot. I was a substitute teacher and I did a bunch of other odd jobs as well as, well as my accounting, but yeah. So I got that. I took all, for three years. I spent I think eighteen thousand dollars. I saved up all my house payments for a couple years, and I remodeled the entire upstairs. Yeah. So I'm very smart and savvy. I need to just get get a hold of a real estate agent. I know we're we're far afield now, and because I know I pay more in rent than what my house payment would be. I just right. Don't I, I? 